in America. The greatest country in the world. This is Danger Close USA Resistance Podcast Radio. And this is your host, Jeff Kaufman. I'm about to become a multitasker. I am very good at multitasking. Have I ever told you how good I am at multitasking? I am extraordinarily good at multitasking. I uh, start another podcast. I decided that instead of changing the name of this one, I was just going to go ahead and create a second one. And you must surround yourself with your passions. That's that's a key to life. And um, one of my passions right now, something new, something I've been experimenting with, learning from, and doing well with, investments. Um, I'm not going to say I'm an expert. I'm probably going to have to write up some sort of disclaimer, I'm sure, to keep myself uh, legally unbound by uh, other people's failures and successes. With that said, I have the determination to succeed, and I don't think that this is the most viable platform to do, which I'm trying to do. And... I've decided I'm just going to start a different podcast. Uh, Anchor gives you the ability to sign in and out of your Anchor uh, app. So what I just went ahead and did last night before I crashed into bed, I started a second podcast, didn't do any recording or anything, just set it up, got it ready, you know, got the password in and all that stuff and verified that I'm actually a human and not a robot. And it's called Monetarily Speaking. Yeah, I know. A little play on words there. Monetarily, I think, you you know, hopefully you know what that means. And uh, and I've decided, you know, my wife, in the beginning of all these podcasts and little videos I did, she, uh, she made fun of me. She said, you know, you're too rough and gruff. The only people that are going to enjoy you are those who are also rough and gruff. I needed to tone it down a little bit, she told me. Because uh, if you've ever been, well... If you've ever paid attention to any of my shows on Danger Close, I don't exactly have a filter. And it's not very professional. I mean, who's going who's gonna to listen to a guy that's effing this and effing that and cussing like a sailor about financial ideas? Ah, my wife made a point. She makes a lot of points. She's a smart lady. I'm glad I married her. So, monetarily speaking, will be my other podcast. I'll try to uh, somehow incorporate... Um, the two into existence and uh, bind them together in, in a way that uh, if you land on this one, you'll be able to go to the other one. And if you go to the other one, you might be able to come and visit this one. Hopefully one of them will be more successful than the other. I'm uh, excited about today because I'm not going to the other facility today. And that other facility... Is a, it's a mess. It's going to require a lot of work and someone that wants to dive into it. I could be that guy, which is scary. Because uh, it's going to be months worth of hair pulling, nail biting, 
scariness because I, there's just too much going on there. A lot of people uh, are not going to like rules. Let's put it that way. There has to be some sort of uh, adherence to policy implemented. And once someone decides to do that there, good luck keeping your help. That's all I'm going to say. My son bought me an energy drink yesterday. And I was kind of like, you know, uh, uh, game fuel from Mountain Dew. I, I'm tasting it for the first time, and uh, <clears throat> oh, it's wonderful. It's great. Thank you, Tristan. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's pretty good. It tastes like uh, it tastes like Kool Aid with a little bit of a something in it. I'm sure it's full of sugar. My kidneys will thank me later. In my liver. Dialysis coming soon to a theater near you. I um have some exciting news. Uh, I took the initiative on something. I uh, touched base with the owner creator of a cryptocurrency called Energy and sent him a link to my podcast. For Danger Close, where I went out on a limb and decided to promote it in, in, two, in two different podcasts, I wanted him to be aware of it, and since uh, he seems approachable, and uh, he was on Discord the other day just uh, throwing money out the window, so to speak, but he was making it rain, um, for those of you who are not familiar with what that terminology means, I'm sorry, I would, I would dive into it and try to help you out, but I sent him a link to my uh, video, and... Um, or should I say podcast? Sorry. And um, he uh, reacted to it. Uh, wanted to pay me for it, which I accept payments, <laughs> as you know. And um, asked me to contact uh, someone in his uh, realm, in his uh, group of colleagues and professionals. And uh, I sent an email. Thing is, I had already emailed this gentleman before about doing the podcast. I wasn't looking for any kind of monetary, uh, any any sort of kickback or payment. I just wanted something uh, from their material to use in my show. And uh, I had contacted this gentleman before, and I, I, I guess he was taking it as if I was trying to uh, squeeze the uh, juices out of the as a lemon. And I wasn't. I was just interested in some material. Really. Look, I, you know, let's be honest. I, I just... Let me say something. I uh, I have made a whole... Three dollars and something cents off this show. Um, just from the uh, CPM. Those who are not familiar with that, that's uh, basically... Uh, people who might hear my opening monetized statement or commercial for Anchor for every thousand or so I get a dollar <laughs> and it's gone up and actually I, at some point or another it said I was making $23 and something cents per thousand come to find out it's not that I don't know if it was a glitch in the system or what but the pay 
actually fluctuates. One day it'll be $1.75, the next day it'll be $1.23, the next day it'll be $2.39 per CPM. So I don't know why it fluctuates like that, but one day when I logged on just recently, it said I made $23 and something cents per CPM. And I was like, wow, that's freaking awesome. I went to look at it last night because I really don't look, I look at the analytics more than I look at the money because I know I'm not making any. And um, I just happened to look last night and I'm at $1.57. I'm like, well, that's really far off from the amount that I was told I was making before. So I don't know what's up with Anchor. Uh, I'm curious because it has gone up to $2.39 and it has shot down to $1.39. So I don't know why that fluctuates. Maybe they're paying in Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't know. Curious though, I have to say, I'm, I'm curious why that is on their app that uh, the payment fluctuates so wildly. At one day it was 98 cents, another day it was a dollar 14, another day it was a dollar 23. Blah 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 blah. I looked the other day, it was two dollars and 76 cents, but before all that, it was at 23 dollars. And I'm like, well, that's that's pretty decent if I can just get a thousand people to actually listen to my commercial for Anchor. And I would love to get a sponsorship, and I, I've tried to get sponsorships. I've, I'm sure if you've ever actually listened to my show, you probably haven't. At least any of the more recent ones. I, you know, it's all just for fun for me. It's something to do on the way to work. It's something to do to, uh, basically do my thing. But anyways, I uh, back to the original subject. Sorry, I drifted off there. I uh, spoke to the gentleman that owns uh, the crypto coin energy, um, and I decided, look, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, an opportunity knocks, and I'm just gonna go out on a limb and give this a shot. So that's exactly what I'm doing. And uh, I wrote him an email, and basically just a cover letter, sort of, about what I would like to do. I don't know if he was. It says on their on their uh, website they're looking for. Uh, and a marketing executive, and I, you know, I have a little bit of experience in that, not professionally, amateurly, uh, running my websites and uh, writing blogs, and I mean, gosh. So I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm kind of an out-of-the-box kind of thinker anyways, and uh, sometimes the best way to get a new perspective or to get better results is to take someone under your wing or to apply um, a position to someone who's never done it before. And I say that from experience. Sometimes you need that open-eyed look into things. And that goes in any business. It's not just, you know, I'm not just talking about the opportunity I was looking at. I'm talking about any business. Um, a new set of eyes and an open mind, you can't get that when you're hiring out of a pool of the same people that are doing the same thing every day. You really can't. It's a little bit of advice to anybody who listens to my show. If you take someone who's, uh, let's just say hypothetically, and, and don't laugh at me, I'm just, I'm being honest. If you take someone who um, professionally was doing something that they've done forever and you put them in the same position that they were holding before you're going to get the same results from that person because they know 
who to call, they know what emails to use, they know all their contacts, and it, it is great, and, that, and that's wonderful. But at the same time, <clears throat> you take someone who, per se, like in this case, has never done marketing professionally, um, and you put them in that role, you're going to get the fast, instantaneous results? Probably not. Probably not. But will you get more effective results? Probably. More than likely. Unless they're just adult and they don't apply themselves. Uh, let me say this for uh, an example. And, and I'm going to go back into my teenage years. Actually, my I think I was 19 years old. I was washing dishes at 19 years old at the Ridges Resort. All right, well, no, I'm sorry. The Fieldstone Resort in Hiawassee, Georgia. I was washing dishes. Getting paid... I think freaking $8 an hour. Nothing fantastic, but I did an outstanding job. And they would have huge banquets, thousands of people. Usually have three, four dishwashers. I was the only one. I was just a hard worker. And I, you know, believe it or not, you have to be a little organized when you wash dishes. I'm not being funny either. I'm being serious. You, you have to have some organization skills when you wash dishes for thousands of people. And one day, someone didn't show up. I think it was a banquet chef, if I remember correctly, or it might have been an assistant to the banquet chef. I can't remember. And they came to me for the job opportunity. And I sat there for a minute going, I don't know if I want to cook. I'm really happy washing dishes. It'd be great. I'll just stay with the dishes. And they threw me in as a banquet cook. Never cooked for thousands of people. You know, I can make it. I can barely make a grilled cheese at this time in my life. No, I'm, 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 I'm kidding because I do have a culinary background at that point. But uh, at that point in my life, I had hair down to my butt and uh, wasn't serious about getting back into the kitchen business other than just making enough money to pay the rent. And that's where I was. Okay, Grandma, you're you're doing something really stupid for no reason. Wow. And they threw me in there as a banquet cook. And I jumped on it. And I knocked it out. Knocked it out. And I went from making $8 an hour to 1175 Which was huge for me at 19 years old. And I was happy to be in that position, making that money. It didn't last long, though, because they ended up selling the place. It's a long story, but I ended up moving to New Mexico and getting married at uh, 20, which was another life experience. Love New Mexico. Beautiful out there. But they got results from me because, obviously, I had some skills... being organized, believe it or not, and I had the culinary background, I just didn't want to do it, I'll be honest with you, I was more interested in partying and uh, hanging out with the soon-to-me missus, and I was living on my own with her, we were living together, it was my first real serious, serious relationship and my first marriage. So, 
what I'm trying to say is, opportunity knocked. I have a little bit of knowledge about marketing, but not a lot. I don't have any connections in the business. I know a few of the small ad systems out there, like Bidvertiser and AdChoice and whatnot. And those reach certain types of people, obviously. But the idea of advertising to me was uh, just something simplistic to try to make money off a blog, which is what I did. And when I had a website, or two websites, um, it was monetization for my, my websites. Um, affiliate systems and all that happy dookie. And there are plenty of ways to monetize things. There's plenty of ways to advertise. There's plenty of ways to reach publishers, people who would use your affiliate system. Um, And that's something that uh, people could consider referrals in this business of uh, trying to reach a plateau or trying to reach a certain number of uh, users. Everybody uses referral systems, and it's the same thing as being an affiliate. Um, But there are plenty of ways. Maybe get with a graphic designer and um, design some advertising banners that people can place on their websites and blog sites. That's another way. Uh, Embed their... uh, just embed their referral number or code or whatever you got there and um, off you go and people can, you'll also reach people by people wanting to use your advertisements because they'll have to sign up for it um, become a owner of the product or a product of what you're trying to sell at the same time promoting it and at the same time getting a little money it's a win-win win it's a win-win-win Hello, State Trooper. Please don't pull me over. I know I'm doing 70 in a 60. I am sorry. Uh, I know you speed when you're off the clock, so don't... Okay, you're going around me. That's good. For those who don't know, I do my show out of my van. (laughs) Not one of those big serial killer vans. uh, A Dodge Kara van. Not one of those scary vans. I'm not a scary van driver. Stayed off Twitter for the last couple days. Other than uh, doing some advertising work on one of my Twitter accounts, I stayed off my main account. Um, just, just too much negativity. Too much. And I'll get on it probably this evening and, and see what's been said and see what's going on and maybe put a post up with a middle finger up for Trump. I don't know. Excuse me. Let me open my window for a second. I need some air. Oh, that's good. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to clear my nose on on, on my podcast. Not very eloquent of me. Flying like an eagle at the moment. Flying. I miss the days when I was single sometimes. Not being single necessarily, but having that vehicle that was meant for speed. Yeah. 
I miss doing that. I don't miss the tickets. But uh, when I was a single dad and uh, I didn't have the kids in the, in the car, I had a Dodge Stratus. Yeah, I know. It's not, it's not the greatest sports car of all time. But that thing would get up and go and it had a police package. I bought it for my uh, second wife. And uh, took it when I uh, became a single dad. And that thing was freaking awesome. Wasn't the greatest on gas, but if you need to get from point A to point B and you had so much time to do it, that was the uh, vehicle of choice. And then one day I got a speeding ticket. And then another speeding ticket. And I said, oh, don't need this. You know, that's something I don't understand. I could never be a police officer, and I have nothing against police officers, but I could never be a police officer because it's one of the most hypocritical things in the world. You write people tickets for things you do yourself, and you can't tell me police officers don't speed. You can't tell me that they look at a speedometer and they look at the speed limit as they're passing by and go, ha, 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 Because they know every cop. They know every state trooper. Even if they get pulled over, there's a good chance the state trooper is going to be like, Hey, Bob, how are you? I'm doing good, Jim. Were you planning on writing me a ticket, Jim? No, Bob, not at all. How's the wife? How's the kids? You know that's how it works. I mean, you, you, I mean, come on. If you're off-duty state trooper in your neck of the woods and you get pulled over by a state trooper nine times out of ten, you're going to know that state trooper, of course. And like I said, what, what's going to happen? What's, I was just uh, wanted to pull you over, Bob, and just say hi. Well, good, good to see you, Jim. I mean, it's, I just could not do that. If I just couldn't. And I know a few sheriff's deputies, and I know one or two uh, state troopers, and I know how they roll. I mean, they'll actually race each other in their squad cars. Who's going to get to the gas station? And they're doing 120 miles an hour with their lights on for nothing. Or they're just, just to see who's better driver. Let's not endanger the community or anything, but they don't care about that. They're not. I mean, I'm not saying cops are bad people. Don't don't take me the wrong way. I'm just saying it's a hypocritical job. You have to be a slight bit of a hypocrite and be into BDSM. I don't know. It's a dangerous job. You have to have respect for them. I have respect for them. I also know it's kind of a it's uh it's a very good job for a hypocrite. I remember once uh, getting pulled over by a state trooper. Oh, no, it was a local sheriff's deputy because he thought I robbed a hotspot gas station because of the way I left the parking lot. I didn't rob the gas station, obviously. I'm here. Um, he got behind me. Apparently, his uh, blue lights and green lights weren't working. There was something wrong with his light bar. So he got up on my butt and was flashing his eye beams. I didn't know who he was. I couldn't see. It was dark. It was, you know, pitch dark at night. So I didn't pull over or anything. I was just like, I don't know who this is on my tailgate. Flashing their lights at me. Uh, all of a sudden, the lights come on. I guess he punched the roof of his car. I don't know. I'm like, oh, it's a police officer. So I immediately pull over, of course. He gets out, starts to approach the car. I roll down my window, and I turn around, and I just chewed his butt. I'm not even kidding, because, I mean, for like a mile, this guy was on my tail flashing his high beams. I'm not pulling over. 
It's 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm on my way home from work. I might have left the parking lot in a, a bit of a, you know, near home. Not going to lie. But uh, I didn't appreciate what the police officer did. And in this area at that time, they had some guy riding around pretending to be a uh, state trooper or a police officer and was pulling people over and taking their money. And it wasn't actually a police officer, it was just some kid with a light bar. But at that point in time, you know, I've heard there was another story about people flashing their high beams. They had some uh, Hispanic gang in the area that would actually hunt you down and shoot you if you flashed your high beams. So whatever this guy was doing, other than being a police officer, was not flying with me. So I rolled down my window and I just went off. And he apologized. I mean, like, and uh, he said, well, you were speeding. I said, like, you never sped in your life. I said, give me a break. He goes, you know what the speed limit is? I said, no, I don't care. I said, I had some lunatic on my on the rear end of my bumper flashing his high beams at me at 1130 at night. I said, uh, I would have gone 150 miles an hour because I gunned it. I was doing 120 before his, head, his lights finally came on. And he apologized for that. He's like, well, there's something wrong with my light bar. I couldn't get him to turn on. I said, why are you pulling me over? Well, initially, it was because I thought you robbed the hotspot. I said, you thought I robbed the hotspot call 911? He's like, no, 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 no. He says, it was just the way you left the parking lot. I said, well, I'm, I might have left in a bit of a hurry. Uh, yeah. I said, but it still doesn't give you the right to do what you just did to me. I mean, so your, your light bar doesn't work. Well, you know, maybe you should be driving that vehicle. And uh, after about two or three minutes of this, he finally caved and said, Mr. Coffin, you have a good evening. Like, you're not going to write me a thing. He's what, you want me to? I said, no. I appreciate that. Let's not write the guy a ticket. Let's let let's let the guy go. Obviously, he had no intentions of robbing a hot spot just because he left the parking lot in a bit of a hurry. I was just wanting to get home. Long day. I think it was a 16-hour shift or something. I don't even remember. I just know I, I didn't rob a hot spot. And that was probably just something he pulled out of his keister. I pulled this guy over, now what? He's upset, what do I do? <laughs> Ruined his day. I, I felt bad for him after that. I really did, I was like, I can't believe I said all that. I mean, I really chewed him. I'm not even slightly joking. I mean, I just said some of the most god-awful things. I mean, I was angry because I didn't know who he was, really. And by the time I hit 120 miles an hour in my car, trying to get away from this lunatic on my rear end, flashing his high beams, honking his horn, if you're a police officer, it's just not the way to pull someone over. Your light bar's not working. Let's get that fixed before you leave the shop. You know what I mean? I don't know. I got a long day ahead of me. Hopefully, I might have an early day ahead of me. I don't know. But anyways, uh, like I was saying, opportunity knocks. I took uh, the initiative to uh, reach out to the owner of Energy. And who knows what might happen? Nothing at all. Something extraordinary, it doesn't really matter. It's the fact that when opportunity knocks, you take that chance. And God knows I've done it a few times. I don't know if I can go that way. I got a flag guy ahead of me sitting here. He can't even see me. He doesn't even know I'm there.
Oh, look, they paved the road. Wonderful. I'll charge $5,000 per square foot for this. Really great job. They didn't do anything to the road to prepare it. They just paved over the old pavement. I love how these guys work around here. I've never paved a road in my life, and I know that you have to at least prep it. This is one of those things where I just sat back and said, Hey, Bob, what are we going to do today? I don't know. we got all this asphalt we need to lay. Let's pick a road and just do it. I think it's uh, an ambulance from work. Life care. All right, pulling into my job. Going to uh, spend a little time with my uh, training manager. Go over my upcoming schedule, figure out what I'm doing. Maybe go home. Maybe not. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll work all day and have a couple days off tomorrow or something. That would be fantastic. Maybe I'll just work today and then be off for two days like I was last week. I can definitely dig that. It's been a long day. It's been a long few days, actually. I forgot my name tag. Lord Almighty. The devil's in the details. I just looked down and said, oh, look, I'm not wearing my name tag. It's okay because I'm so awesome, everybody knows who I am already. Oh, oh, there's that guy, Jeff. Actually, to be honest, that place that I don't want to go back to, they were begging me to stay, and that really bothered me. And I know why they were begging me to stay is because I was kicking out the jams, so to say. Busting my patookas and uh, getting the food out not only on time but a slightly bit early. And on top of that, actually getting them out of there a slightly bit early. My strong suit was doing dinner, obviously, because I'm an executive chef. I'm not very fond of breakfast, though I can do it. It's something I enjoy, but if you want uh, an executive chef to come in and um, do dietary work, the best thing you could do is throw him on dinner, because he's going to make something really good, or he's going to at least attempt to, and I was just at that point yesterday, was like, I just wanted to get out of there, they've had me for four days, I've done two dinners, and two breakfasts and lunches, back to back, going from one o'clock to eight o'clock, to five a.m., to two p.m., in four days, and it just took a toll on me, I was a little tired, but the thing is, that they were begging me to stay, literally like, why don't you just stay? Why don't you just tell these people? Because I was not hired to be a cook. My hiring was for management. And that's what I'm pursuing. If I wanted to be a cook, I would have taken on that role and I would have spoken to them about, I want to be a cook for your... <laughs> I didn't want to be a cook. I wanted to be a management position. And that's what I was aiming for. Because I've done management in kitchens, and I have been a chef, and I've done everything. I've uh, All my skills basically are encompassed into the position that they hired me for. And I don't want to be just a cook, because I won't be happy doing that. Um, for one, because it's not the grade of food that I'm used to doing. And for two, it's a lot of stress. 
involved with people who have special diets and special needs. And it's not that I don't want the responsibility because the responsibility part, it doesn't bother me. It's the, the wrench in the gears that I've noticed happens, especially in this one facility where you'll be in the middle of service and a, a nurse will walk in and say, so-and-so needs their meal. And you make their meal and come to find out they already got their meal. And it's just a lot of miscommunication. And there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done there. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. There's a lot of things that need to happen. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be back at the original place where I've been training because I really think that someone needs to step up to the bat in that kitchen because there are plenty of people with the abilities to do what I was doing. It's just that they don't want to. And literally, I had asked, tried to recruit within and said, you know, why don't you want to be a cook? And, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I, I, I was hired as a dairy aide. I'm not doing that. No, no, no. I don't cook. I don't cook. Everybody says they don't cook. And then you hear about the meals they're, they're cooking for their family at home and they're bragging about it. And it's like, yeah, you don't cook. The thing is, you don't want the responsibility. Because the real responsibility lays on the person making the meals, not the people filling the cups with juice. I'm sorry. It's just a fact. And the burden of responsibility is always on the cook in the kitchen. You can have the worst wait staff and the worst uh, dishwashers and the worst kitchen crew you can imagine. And if the cook isn't good, there's no point in opening the doors. Just being honest. Anyways, I hope you enjoy my show. I'm sorry I'm a little off kilter with my topic coverage. I'm just the last few days have been really focused on something else of importance, and that would be energy. And um, if you are interested in doing any sort of investments, even a small investment to get started, something just to get your foot in the door, I suggest you go on to Google and Google this E N. E-R-G-I, energy, E-N-E-R-G-I, energy. Google that. You will find a plethora of information. Uh, what I suggest, okay, let me, let me, let me try this again. Uh, Google sign up for energy, E-N-E-R-G-I. Sign up for energy. I'm not going to put a post on my, on my, uh, anchor page. Uh, I'm not going to put a link, I should say. I'm not going to put a link on my anchor page. What I'm going to do is just tell you if you're interested in getting into something that's going to make you money, even if you've never dabbled in cryptocurrency before, I suggest you get involved with energy. Start looking at all the information that they provide you, all the videos they provide you. There's a plethora of information. I believe you can Google it. I can't think of the link right off the top of my head. I do believe it's energy.world, but I'm not sure. So I'm not going to lead you astray. I'm just going to tell you right now, just Google sign up for energy. Google sign up for energy. E-N-E-R-G-I. Energy. Their abbreviation is N-R-G. And I suggest you get started, get your foot in the door. And listen, you can make some money this way. And it's an investment opportunity of a lifetime. Thank you for listening to Danger Close. This is your host, Jeff Kaufman. I bid you farewell. Off to work I go to make that hard to earn money. Have a great day, America. Hooah.